to the Minnesota Beer Cast. Paying homage to the Queen of Soul this week. Aretha Franklin dead. She dead. <laughs> she dead. Sad. <laughs> yeah, it's real sad. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? This is not appropriate. What do you mean? <laughs> You're laughing and the Queen of Soul you is dead. You laughed first. <laughs> You started this nonsense. No, man, I love Aretha Franklin. I'm a huge fan. Um, discovered her thanks to the Blues Brothers. There you go. Yeah, I was very young. Uh, I was just sort of, you know, finding my way around new music and what I like and what I didn't. And her scene in the Blues Brothers movie is still one of my all-time favorite uh, movie scenes. Okay. <laughs> just thought it'd be appropriate. Sure. No, every time Jeez. somebody kicks the bucket, we gotta play their music. I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a she, thing. And she kicked the bucket. Yeah. yeah. Poor Aretha Franklin. I am Drew. That guy over there being a complete and total jerk is Schmitty. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> and welcome to this week's Minnesota Beercast presented by our friends over at Freehouse Beer. All of the amazing places that serve uh, Freehouse Beer. Go patronize them and thank them for sponsoring the Minnesota Beercast. We've got a, a fun show coming up this week. Uh, we've got Josh from Surly Brewing and we've got Dave from Liftbridge. We're going to get into, uh, they're both I guess, celebrating some some milestones. Liftbridge has got a, an anniversary party coming up. And uh, Josh is going to talk to us all about the uh, the new changes at uh, at Darkness Day. Uh, let's let's get into it, Josh. Tell us uh, tell us about all the the crazy changes happening with with Darkness Day. Well, I guess let's start changes. Well, what tell, us, talking about? tell us a, <laughs> what for, changes for the for the <laughs> folks who who don't know and have never been. Why don't we start with an introduction to what what is Darkness Day before we talk about any changes? I guess uh, Darkness Day is just a. A celebration of our Darkness Russian Imperial Stout, but also a celebration of beer, music, and just uh, overall a day of day of fun. Day of fun. It's always a day of fun. We've uh, we've been at Darkness Day, I think, a, a few years in a row now, and probably I don't know three or four, probably as long as we've been doing the show. Either. I think so. Yeah. I think I think we're I think we've been there three times. Maybe we'll uh, try to keep the uh, the streak alive and uh, possibly join you guys again out at, uh, at Darkness Day. It's always a good time. So is it technically Darkness Days now? Um, no, it's still Darkness Day. We're just <laughs> doing a pre-Darkness Day party the night before. And it's always kind of been a, a pre-Darkness Day sort of yep. party. Yeah, and this is just a way to do it to um, you know expand it out a little bit, but also to make it a more safe, um, safer environment for, for sure. people because we just you know outgrew it, and yes. for the people that were there, you, you know. You kind of know how it gets. It kind of gets pretty wild and crazy, and no, it doesn't get that wild or crazy. <laughs> it's just that it's chaos, and it's it's very it it's very organized chaos. Well, now it's going to be controlled chaos. <laughs> you can't control chaos, <laughs> but it means it's been fun in years past. It's been at the the original brewery um, in in Brooklyn Center, and you guys have had campers staying out overnight on the streets, and it gets it gets tough because people run businesses mm-hmm. out of there, right? Yeah, and and so you've got people showing up. You know, there's always there's always that one guy. Who, uh, you know, oh, I'm going to get there at 11 o'clock in the morning, the, the day before. It's like, no, dude. Like, the, wait till the place is closed down. Mm. Don't ruin it for everybody else. Just just come in. And we'll all camp. We'll have a couple <laughs> beers. We'll hang out. Don't don't be the guy who shows up at 11 o'clock with the with the RV and, and you know, the big screen TV. And, oh, I'm first, Generators. I'm first in line, guys. Smoke do, I, pit. do I get a trophy or something? No. 
you don't you don't get a trophy. Had it gotten to the point where it was becoming a bit of a, a bit of you know that that type of behavior was becoming a bit of a nuisance. Well, or, I mean, or, or is this more preemptive in nature? Kind of both. Um, deal, just dealing with the businesses in the past, like um, they've always kind of worried about it, and you know, tried to deal with it as best as possible. But it just got to a point where we just, uh, you know, outgrew it, and we had to move it. No, it's. I'm, I'm glad that you guys found something that that works, and not only you know should it work well, but you you've actually kind of enhanced the the event in a way you know every year you know i think i've talked with omar's been like oh it's been the you know the best last darkness day ever because every every year it's a joke like probably not gonna be able to do this again uh you know all it's gonna take is somebody in the in the community or a neighboring business can throw a fit right yeah well that's just it and you know if you really look at it and to be honest like we probably got lucky for many years yeah yeah, so this is this is going to be great because you guys are kind of moving it and kind of upscaling the format a little bit. Where well, yeah, it allows us to do a lot more. Like we're able to, you know, grow it. We're able to, you know, control the music volume in a way. Like we don't have residents calling and complaining, <laughs> but it's also a safer environment. And because it's in Wisconsin, we're able to do more. Like we have guest breweries coming out. We're able to, you know, sell variant bottles on site. You know, and a lot of stuff sweet. like that that people want where we weren't able to do at Brooklyn Center. Is that uh, just due to Minnesota's liquor laws as compared to Wisconsin's? Yep. Mm. Way to go, Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota's wonderful go. liquor laws. Can't have anything nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even have darkness day anymore. Well, and, and uh, well, that's, that's a really good point to, to bring up while we're talking about darkness day. I mean, I... I don't have any problem driving to Wisconsin and hanging out at the Somerset and getting tickets and you know do the overnight thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. Like I said, it's it's more of an expanded uh, you know thing than than's been done in the past. But it, is the fact that it's a couple miles over the border does that has there been any blowback on that at all? Oh yeah, and just naturally there's going to be blowback. Is I it? Mean, <laughs> you get people that you know have been going to the Brooklyn Center location for years since the very first Darkness Day, and they're like, oh, it's not at Brooklyn Center anymore. It's not the same. But well, it's actually the same, but better. Well, and and does it have to be the the same for it to to be worthwhile? It, so, it sounds better to me. Well, yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's not the same. It's it's, it's better. better. It's yeah. bigger and it's better. Like we're <laughs> able to do cooler things, and it's you know this is my personal opinion, but it's like if we want it in Minnesota, if we want to bring it back, then as you know, <laughs> we have to change the laws. Right. Right. And and and. It's not realistic, right? I mean, you're going to ask the the established norms to change all around the entire state for you guys to throw a party for for one day. Yeah, it's just not it's not realistic, right? Mm-hmm. As as much as I think consumers and and probably more than a few proprietors would like to see things change a little bit, where they could be a little more flexible. You guys could do some of the things you're allowed to do in Wisconsin. It's just not. I don't think a, a realistic goal, not at this point. No, you know, maybe somewhere down the line, you know, who knows how long. Yeah. But there's got to be that appetite there from the the producers and from the retailers and from the consumers for that stuff to really want to change. Yep. So I think that's probably a, a far ways down the line if it, if it yeah. does happen at all. Yeah, but yeah, and like getting back to it, it's you know, like it's I keep saying, it's it's better. Like it's going to be a better event. It's going to be a bigger event, and you know, we're able to do more with it this year. Like it's going to be a ticketed event this year, mm-hmm. so we got a couple different packages. We got our uh, like you know variant package, uh, which is three bottles of regular darkness and then one of each of the variants. 
So let run us through the the variants because really it's the it's the beer that we care about. We like the music, we yeah. like the food, and like the hanging out. But it's it's beer geeks, right? So run us yeah. through some of the the beer. Run us through this year's darkness and the variants. Well, the variants this year. I mean, the darkness by itself is never never changed. It's still the amazing Russian Imperial Stout that it always is and always will be. Mm-hmm. But uh, this year we got a couple variants. Um, we have a uh, rum barrel aged variant with toasted coconut. And then we have a um, George Dickel bourbon barrel aged um, variant with cherry and vanilla, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have a Tattersall Fernet barrel uh, aged uh, variant as well. And that thing is just unbelievable. Which uh, which one of these what gets is, your motor running, Drew? Well, I was going to ask, what is, what is, I don't even know what Fernet is. <laughs> Fernet is like a uh, digestive, like uh, okay, after okay. dinner. A uh, little sipper. Yeah. Ap- aperitif. Yep, it's an aperitif. <laughs> well, it, it, this aperitif comes before, right? And then digestif comes after dinner. Is, is that how it's supposed to work? I don't know. I just made up that word and hoped I, it was I, right. I, I don't know. I, well, <laughs> in my eyes, you can drink Fernet whenever you want. When, so. he, when he said yes, I did a little fist pump. <laughs> Nailed it. No, I, I'm just not, I'm not familiar. I've never even heard of that, that word. I'm not familiar with that. So, um, you know, the, the cherry vanilla is a, is just a really classic flavor. And mm-hmm. especially, you know, for a bourbon barrel age and, and, and the, uh, the, the imperial stouts, it's just classic. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure they're all going to be amazed, amazing. Um, but, uh, I would definitely, the first one I'd want to try would be the one that I am not familiar with, the uh, Fernet barrel age from Tattersall. Which, yeah, uh, you I, know, uh, Josh, what, which one gets, you excited as a guy who's in there making it and working on it for um me personally is the fernet barrel aged the tattersall fernet barrel aged one it's i've been doing sampling of it for the past you know since we put it in barrels and it's yeah, otherworldly we're sophisticated like that <laughs> you, know? you guys you drink your <laughs> fernet barrel aged yeah. with your pinkies right, we, out. we have our aperitifs <laughs> and our digestives <laughs> but okay. it gives it like a really nice um Almost like a star anise quality. So uh, um, the the only like uh, uh, digestif that I ever really enjoy on a regular basis is probably the uh, Underberg. Mm-hmm. Um, is it similar to to that? So, I would say slightly similar. Yeah, very good. Well, let's uh, we're coming up on a break here. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back after this and talk with uh, Dave from Liftbridge about uh, ten years in uh, in Minnesota brewing, and uh, we'll probably get into some news and, and roundtable discussion after that. You're listening to the Minnesota Beercast presented by Free House Beer. We'll be back right after this. Stephanie Ship here with my friend Rosie for all the Blue Plate restaurants. You know, that felt a little backwards. Well, kind of like this spring weather. We're ready for patio season. Yeah, sipping a freehouse beer on the best patio in the North Loop before a ball game. Or riding your bike to our large patio at Longfellow Grill. Or dining al fresco at Three Squares, the Lowry, or Mercury Dining Room at Rail. So once spring finally arrives, we have a patio seat waiting for you and plenty of food and drinks, too. I can't wait. The Blue Plate Restaurant Company, online at blueplateco.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast. I am Drew, that is Schmitty, and we are brought to you by our great friends over at Freehouse Beer. I spent my birthday in the Freehouse. Minneapolis went there for dinner. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. You're uh, you're celebrating your your birthday month, right? I do celebrate the entirety of the month. Yes, although my birthday comes early in the month, yeah. so it kind of 
the enthusiasm fades pretty quickly. I see. Yeah, we still got a long way to go, though. Right. It's mainly just a, a way to irritate my wife. <laughs> I don't do that enough. <laughs> I, I do that same thing. I just call it my birthday year. <laughs> <laughs> so we just got done talking about Darkness Day again. Uh, for those that might have missed it, a Friday, September 28th, Saturday, September 29th, the 11th year. That's a that's a that's of a darkness wow. day. That's a that's amazing. I mean, that's really that's impressive. Yeah, uh, Somerset Amphitheater in uh, Somerset, Wisconsin. And where can people go to uh, to find out more information and uh, possibly get tickets and all that? Uh, they just have to go to surlybrewing dot com. All sure. the information's up there for the Darkness Day line. Um, all the info for Darkness Day, the variant packages, the regular package, and then uh, we also have general admission tickets. So you're able to go to surlybrewing dot com and. Uh, Find all the info and um, tickets that you want. Yep. Yeah, there's what a lot of different events? packages that you can get. So, yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll, uh, I think, we'll come back and, and ask some more questions about Darkness Day as we move along here. I know I want to talk about the uh, the artists you guys are going to feature. You do some really awesome stuff um, with your bottle art every year, and we talk about some of the food and some of the music too. Uh, but before we get back into that, let's talk to Dave from lift bridge how you doing dave good how are you good man welcome to the show i think it's the first time you've been here right this is my first time what do, you, what do you think so far so far so good <laughs> josh has walked me through it he's been great <laughs> so you, you're uh, you're with lift bridge and yeah. uh how long have you been with lift bridge now actually i started the first of the year with lift bridge how, uh, how's it been for you it's been great great organization great people great ownership group i not no complaints at all yeah, they're a class act over there at Liftbridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, no you've doubt. got more than a little bit of experience in the in the industry, and I think that's one of the things that uh, has made Liftbridge a success is bringing people on who know what the hell they're doing. Um, and and you've got some some time on your belt. You've got definitely some experience <laughs> in the industry. Walk us through kind of where you you cut your teeth, Dave. Well, uh, you know, the experience thing tends to be age, right? <laughs> so uh, um, I've been around a while, but uh, I, I'm actually from Chippewa Falls, mm-hmm. Wisconsin originally. So I cut my teeth with uh, Line and Kugel's work in summers. Uh, being in Minnesota, I can make this statement. I uh, claim to be the Al Newman of the brewery. I was the utility guy. I did everything from stack cases, sweep the floors, load trucks, clean the brew kettle, the whole, the whole ball of wax. So I started with Jake and... Um, Jake Lonnie could go back then, uh, when I was in college, worked for him shortly, um, after that, um, that's a, a fun brewery. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, great brewery, great organization. Jake's fantastic. Dick, John, the whole group are, are great. Uh, let's see. I was part of the Lawrence program for honey vice. So I was one of the guys that went out and sold honey vice uh, when it was getting up and running and i drank a lot of honey vice uh yes. during those college years i think uh, i think a fair amount of my uh my compatriots did as well <laughs> that was that was kind of the uh the go-to especially we'd, we'd go over to river falls fairly frequently and it was it was hard to uh go anywhere and not have a honey vice i think during that period of time it was uh it was great and it was nice i spent uh i spent about eight years out of the beer business working in marketing and advertising and I would still walk into bars where I placed the Honey Vice line in there. It had stayed that long. It was, it was a testament to the beer and to the the brewery and what they made. So it was it was fun. It was exciting. Uh, after I went back to Line of Kugels a, a second time, then I went to I landed with Paul Shipman and uh, the folks at Red Hook. Mm-hmm. I was actually based out of the East Coast in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, uh, cool. working the Midwest market. Um, and then after. 
three years with them, I got invited to join the fine folks at Anheuser-Busch mm-hmm. pre-buyout. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I worked for AB uh, and then AB InBev for the last 10 years. And uh, it was time to get back to my roots. Yeah. So uh, Dan and Brad and Trevor and the guys thought it would be uh, a good fit. So um, I jumped on board with uh, LiftBridge the first of the year and have no regrets. It's been nice. great. That's kind of cool. What's what's the change like going from uh, a place like, you know, Anheuser Busch InBev to uh, you know a, a local? I guess they're they're you guys are looking towards regional growth mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but what's it like making that change from a big monster to you know a smaller craft entity? So the the biggest thing is, and I, I joke about this with a lot of people is is for years with AB, I was in, in a lot of meetings and asked a lot of opinions and ask my thoughts and insights and things and they didn't always or they rarely will say got actually uh implemented or anything and right. i sat in one of my first meetings with the the leadership team and we were going through some things and they're like hey we, what do you think about this and i said i think that's great let's do this and i go okay let's go i'm like hold on <laughs> i'm not used to people taking my opinion quite so uh, so quickly but no it's been uh, it's it's great. That's you know uh, having more hands-on ability with uh, with the owners and really being able to kind of guide that process and be a part of it more so than with the larger company. There's obviously a lot of a lot of moving parts and right. a lot of people making decisions elsewhere that may or may not you know have a positive impact on what you're trying to do in your area. So uh, it's it's nice to have a, a better grasp of the big picture. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, we were saying earlier, I just love uh, LiftBridge and, and the, the folks there. And, you know, I think they've made a lot of really smart decisions in the 10 years that they've made from from starting. They've got that classic, uh, you know, home brewer story where it's a bunch of guys in the garage and, and you know, take the mm-hmm. business and, and move a pro. But I think they've made a lot of really nice decisions along the way, the things that have made sense money-wise and and growth-wise. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they they really... They've expanded, but not in, in a way that I think has ever put themselves at any risk or overextended themselves uh, as far as growth is concerned. Would you agree with that statement? David? I would definitely agree with that. It's been uh, very, uh, not in a negative way, very methodical, just really pragmatic in how how the the business has grown. You know, on that twenty percent on an annual basis, it really it really uh, um, plays to the strength of of how the brewery's organized and run and the people that are. You know, behind the scenes, really driving the driving the bus and getting the uh, the beers made in uh, in a way that uh, that is resonating with the uh, the general market. So. I think it's uh, it's amazing. We were just mentioning eleven years for for Darkness Day, ten years for for Liftbridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody could have really foreseen the industry and the craft beer world, or you know, as it was called back then, the microbrew world. <laughs> right. Um, you know, being what it is today, I mean there's nothing micro about what mm. what's going on with uh, with with craft beer. It's it's really amazing. It's really stunning. And I uh I'm I'm impressed and give a lot of credit to uh, to to you know some of the trailblazers like like you guys that 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 we that we're talking to today you know some of the people that were there were in it early and 
saying that you managed to sort of ride the wave, I, I think, doesn't really give it enough credit, you know, I mean, for, for what you've done and, and for the way that, that you guys have, have grown and have taken advantage of the opportunities to grow as they've presented themselves. So, so uh, major kudos, lots of credit, and, you know, from someone who loves your beer, thank you. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a newbie to the organization, I'll take that thank you back to the, uh, to the rest of the team, uh, which does a, a great job, and I think you you hit it right on the head that there's a uh, um, there there's a lot more to it than just brewing some beer and open a tap room or putting it in kegs and, and hoping it sells. There's a lot more to the process, a lot more thought, a lot more energy that goes into it that a lot of people don't see. Yeah, and it takes a commitment to uh, to do it right and to have the longevity of of Liftbridge, Surly, some of the other breweries. It's it, it really is a uh, it's a great thing. Yeah, I, I think that you know. Y- you say that it takes more than just a, you know, a tap room and and some elbow grease, but I think there's definitely some people who who think that's all it takes and and kind of get into the the industry not to you know throw stones at anybody, but there it, there's a lot of work behind you know the 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 growth that that Liftbridge has had from 105 barrels in 2008 to you know 20,000 barrels probably this year. I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's a huge expansion. That's you're going to need more than just a, a tap room to to push that kind of volume, right? Yeah, I and mean, you guys had to, what a 20% sales increase in Minnesota just in 2017 alone for you know a company that's been doing this for you know going on 10 years now. That's that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a uh, it's it, it's really a um, a good success story and you know, somewhat perseverance and just having the eye on the ball and making sure that we're doing the right things. You know, it's, it, as great as the beer that we produce out of the brewery comes down to a lot to great wholesaler partners who get it out on the streets. You know, the guys, uh, my team that's, that's out there working hard every day. Um, you know, those, the, that, that's how, that's what makes the engine work. And so the, the beer itself is fantastic, but without the support, it, it, it falls short. We are coming up on a break. Let's uh, let's take a quick break and come back after this and talk more about the uh, the celebration, the party happening uh, this Saturday at uh, at the Liftbridge Brewery out in Stillwater. Uh, we'll be back after this on uh, the Minnesota Beercast. You're listening on Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130. Welcome back to the Minnesota Beercast, paying homage to the Queen of Soul. Aretha Franklin passed away earlier today. She'd been in grave condition all week long, so it didn't come as a huge shock, but still, one of the titans of the music industry. This is the part where you talk. Oh, I was just trying to give her a little respect, that's all. <laughs> all right, we are back. Thanks to uh, Liftbridge for joining us. Thanks to Josh and Surly for joining us. We are just here hanging out. We kind of talked a little about the uh, the backstory, the history of, of Liftbridge before we took a little break. Uh, welcome back. Let's talk a little about the, the party you guys are going to have this Saturday, Dave. Yeah, excellent. We uh, On uh, Saturday, we're going to be hosting our 10th anniversary celebration at the brewery in Stillwater. Um, starts at noon, goes till about 10 p.m., a lot of uh, fun, different activities. We'll have food trucks and uh, all of those kinds of things. But then we're also going to have uh, a beer dunk tank and uh, some axe throwing. Seemed fitting for Stillwater. <laughs> um, we're going to have some uh, cigar rolling. Uh, a company that comes out and rolls cigars. 
Uh, a lot of just fun, different activities. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, uh, I love international cigars. Uh, of course, we've had uh, Maria on the show before. It's probably due for another visit, Drew. We should, uh, we should yeah, get international cigars in here and talk a little more about uh, about cigars. Not in here because we can't smoke in here. So well, some, oh, we'll have to we'll have to uh, take the show on the road. The tiny one somewhere we can. Uh, what? <laughs> it's a cigar, Schmitty. You uh, can't hide a cigar. Doesn't stop me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love I love the fact that uh, you know you can go have a, a, a great cigar, hand rolled, and enjoy it with a, a beer out in Stillwater. That's some. That's some. There's got to be somebody that, for everybody there. That, that's that's called freedom, right? That's Merck. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about the uh, the axe throwing. That's uh, I've I've done it once and I and I I really kind of enjoyed it, but I, I didn't know that they had like mobile setups. Yeah, they, um, uh, our our internal team that was putting this together uh, found a uh, a company relatively locally that has a mobile axe um, uh, axe unit. Uh, hold on here, I've got the it's a driftless axe. Right? Thank you, name escaped me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're coming in. They're uh, setting up on Friday, so it'll be ready to go on Saturday, and it'll be uh, it should be really interesting. It's it's you know it's not as easy as you might think. It's uh oh, I just throw this axe at the at the wall and it sticks. No, it's it's really not that that easy. It's it's difficult to get the the rotation down. You kind of get a little bit of finesse in there. It's uh it's definitely something where you could spend a good afternoon trying to get your technique down. Throwing, I think throwing a hatchet. I think finesse is the word. You you need finesse when you do it. Yeah, I mean it's it, you can try to whip it at the wall and think it's going to stick in there if you throw it hard enough that is that is not the case i I found that out after the first dozen or so times (laughs) exactly (laughs) you guys got the giant beer pong how is that going to work so uh we've we've got a again the team put this all together and there's a uh a lot of uh, a lot of great uh a great event so there'll be uh, large cups with uh, large balls Basically, uh, just as it sounds, so it'll be uh, an interesting <laughs> setup. Uh, giant Connect Four uh, for the, Ooh, bringing out the inner kids. That so sounds fun. It'll be a uh, it'll be just a, a fun kind of uh, highly interactive yeah. event. I am the uh, I am the current uh, undisputed uh, reigning uh, middleweight uh, Midwestern Connect Four champion. Just that's uh, that's Im- that's impressive in some circles. <laughs> <laughs> really, just this one, just just the one right around me, right here. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like that. Well, you can come out and uh, show off your talent. Yeah, he's big in the Connect Four community. It's, you know, it, it is. It's, it's a bigger community than you realize. We've got message boards, <laughs> subreddits, right? Yeah, you know, of course, all that stuff. Of course, and you guys have got some other fun stuff. Um, you know, no. No party would be complete without some uh, some special release beer. Uh, why don't you tell us about that a little bit too, Dave? So uh, for the uh, for our tenth anniversary event, we uh, actually went back to our uh, uh, back to the basics, and we uh, actually took uh, Farm Girl, our uh, our flagship and the uh, the brand that started it all, and we decided that we would take uh, take the Farm Girl base and and work in uh, do a secondary fermentation with champagne yeast, and uh, it's a uh, turned out really well. It's uh, when you work with champagne yeast, it, it tends to be a little drier, so we mm-hmm. added a little bit of a peach puree to it to kind of soften the edges on it. It's got a uh, it's got a really really great farm uh, uh, that farmhouse ale nose uh, to it, and it's got a, a nice dry finish to it with a a little bit of sweetness from the peach. It turned out uh, really well. It'll be available on draft at the party. Uh, we also have seven fifties of uh, of it for sale at the um, at the tap room, and then we have a limited number of those kegs. 
that we're sending out into the general market. So you'll see over the next month or so um, some on-premise accounts that uh, – That'll be carrying at the 10th anniversary farm girl. So if you see it out there, give it a try. Yeah, I would uh, I would definitely suggest giving it a try. We've uh, got a little preview sampling going on here. And, uh, man, I just love everything with peaches in it. Like, I, I we were talking a little bit between the segments, and, and I just I think I've ever had a beer with peaches that I haven't liked. Yeah, it's a really good flavor. It works really well. Josh, what do you think about a little darkness with some, some surly thrown into a barrel? Ooh, with peaches? Or with peaches. You never know what can happen. <laughs> you never know what the uh, next year can bring. Right. Fernet, fernet and peaches. Well, <laughs> Next year's variant. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, call it the, the Schmitty and you won't sell any of it because that doesn't, fernet and peaches, probably not a great combo. Yeah, call it the Schmitty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this dude did. Terrible idea. <laughs> so I don't know what, uh, you know, we did kind of talk a little bit about uh, Darkness Day, Josh, um, but talk to us about the uh, the art uh, a little bit of, of Darkness. Well, yeah, as most people know, like the art for Darkness um, changes every year. We always pick a, a different artist, and every year we have a call-out to artists. Uh, and uh, each year we have over a, um, 100 entries, and then uh, we put it to a committee, and it gets uh, dwindled down, and eventually we arrive on the artists we pick. And this year it's... Um, Michael Ivor Jacobson, who's from St. Paul, Minnesota. Nice. Uh, he's done work for The Growler and some other um, publications and other you know works around town and whatnot. And so you, you've been a featured artist before. What's it like to kind of go through that process of, of having your your artwork featured on a bottle? I mean, is it is it something that's totally different for somebody who's never had bottle art done before? Is there a different process to kind of work within those confines um it's slightly different but i mean we have such a great in-house you know design department along you know um michael berglund who is our art director Mm -hmm. always helps out um and he's an incredible help when it comes to doing um putting your design to the bottle and how it's going to look and how it's going to lay out on the bottle and, and everything so he does a wonderful job in helping the artist out to uh do it because um as you know like you know, a bottle's round. It's not a flat surface. So <laughs> right. it's it takes a little, you know, it's a different process. So Yeah, that kind of gets to my question. If you're mm-hmm. used to working in, in one certain medium on a certain, mm-hmm. you know, canvas style, if, you know, if, if you're typically a guy who, who paints on, you know, canvas with, with oil, it, creating, a, a you know, some artwork for uh, a bottle has got to be... Yeah, a wrapped, wrapped yeah, image. Yeah, it's got to be a l- little bit of adjustment going yeah, on, right? So. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. But, you know, this year's artwork is really cool. It's a minotaur um, in a labyrinth. So it's Ooh. it's really interesting. Nice. I yeah, I really, really enjoy it a lot. So. That's kind of cool. And then, you know, along with that, along with the screen-printed, you know, regular darkness bottle, that image is being cast on all the uh, variant bottles as well. So are they going to each kind of get their own, like, tone of... Yep. of... Yeah, they're just different tones. Nice. To kind of uh, correlate with, you know, what's in the beer. You know, obviously the cherry's going to be red. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's kind of cool theme to kind of carry throughout the, the whole bottles for, for Darkness Day. Oh. Yeah, it's, ex- it's really exciting. Yeah, and you guys have um, some other stuff going on. Maybe we should uh, wait till after the break. I don't know what our timeline is looking like, but you've got yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and tease it uh, across the break, and uh, and we'll take our break a little bit early so that we make sure we uh, we give everybody enough time here in the last segment. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, the the hot pack you guys have coming. If we have time, talk about your your state fair beers as well. Ooh, yeah, I want to talk about those for sure. You're listening to the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer. We'll be back right after this. 
This is the song, Schmitty, hmm. runs through my head every time I see you walking down the hallway towards the studio in that graceful strut that you have, that confident, graceful, it's more of a wrangle, the, the gait that you so skillfully have. I just want you to know that. This is what, I mean, I've known you for three years and I don't think I've ever told you that this is this is my Schmitty anthem. Can't wait till you go camping. <laughs> We're never going camping. Oh my. We're never going camping. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Minnesota Beer Cast presented by Freehouse Beer. Final segment with our friends from Surly and Liftbridge. Eleven years of darkness day, ten years at Liftbridge. Uh, really amazing stories and uh, the state of Minnesota should really be proud. That you know, you two are two of our our best representatives in the uh, in the beer scene. You guys do a fantastic job, and thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, if Drew ever pops that down, okay, I'm, I'm work. Mm. <laughs> it's called fade for a reason, Schmitty. <laughs> That's all I'm going to hear now when Schmitty walks right? uh, anywhere. I know, right? He's got it. such a gorgeous gait. <laughs> So graceful. I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, let's get back to it. I'm nervous. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> He's always walking in front of me from now on. <laughs> so we uh, we are back. Let's talk a little about uh, Hot Pack, Josh. Um, those who, yeah. uh, I mean, this is brand new. I think probably yeah. hearing it here first. Um, yeah, you're hearing it here first because it actually it does not hit stores until Monday. Yeah, I've got a can in my hot little hands right here, uh, and it is awesome we talked a little about art um the last segment but again there's some really amazing art here uh on these cans and i'm looking forward to uh, trying the beer as well so walk us through what the just well, what the hot pack is yeah the the hot pack is just our uh next in line variety pack uh we've been doing variety packs now for a little bit and uh as some people have noticed and other people haven't is that um We'll keep a few staple beers in there, like Furious, Extra Citra, and Hell, and then we'll have a rotating um, specialty beer in there. So in the past, it was uh, the last one was um, our Heat Slayer, which was our Kolsch. Well, you know, a lot of us are big hop heads, so for this hop variety pack, we uh, uh, removed Hell and uh, kept Furious and Extra Citra, but we're adding two new beers to this variety pack. We're adding our... Uh, Sleek IPA, which is a oat IPA, mm-hmm. um, with uh, just a boatload of Simcoe hops in it. It smells amazing. Yeah, it's really, really. It tastes amazing too. Um, it's really good. Lately, it's been my go-to. Like I cannot stop drinking it. It's, yeah, it's just nice. The oat mouthfeel, the hops, like everything in it is really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I just tried it a few minutes ago, and I think the mouthfeel is. Uh, that's a big aspect uh, mm-hmm. of that beer. It's. You know, it's crisp. It's kind of light. You know, it doesn't drink very heavy. It's got a you know seven point one ABV, uh, but it doesn't drink like that at all. Mm-mm. It's just nice and smooth, and like mm-hmm. the oats provide that like really kind of uh, you know soft, smooth mouthfeel. So it balances out extremely, extremely well. Yeah, it's a uh, it's sleek. It's a it's a really great name. That, the, uh, you got it. The uh, the the artwork on this can, I think it's awesome. Um, and you're you're an artist. How would you describe this this can um i i mean to me like when i first saw it 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 really you know kind of tossed me back to the like 1950s like a nice you know bel-air 
car or even the art deco aspect of like out um south beach miami yeah i could totally see that like if you made it like maybe pink with purple in here mm-hmm. totally be yeah. south beach but it's like a grand theft auto vice yeah, city vibe for sure <laughs> but it's it's cool it's 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 kind of black with with white and it's got scallops on it and it's it's I don't know. It's cool. Get yourself the variety pack and check it yeah, out. Yeah, it's awesome. You drink I mean, with your eyes too. Is yeah. it going to be uh, available as a standalone, or is it only? Can it, you only get it? It's in the hot only pack? available in the hot pack. Okay. Along with the other beer in there, it's our Kitsch, which is our hoppy lager. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, Kitsch is just a really nice um, German style lager. It's um, ABV comes in around six, so it's a little bit higher in the the ABV scale for a lager. But um, yeah, just big dry hop with uh, Amarillo, Centennial, and Citra. And so it gives it, like, it's very, very um, aroma forward. Like, you open the can, you can smell it. It's really hot forward, danky, but it drinks uh, really, really nice. Is that what the kids would try to call an India Pale Lager? Or is IPL not really a thing anymore? I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe the kids will call it that. But, yeah, we just call it, it's just our kitsch, Hoppy Lager. Nice. Yeah, I I think that that term is kind of, I think people thought it was going to be a great kind of marketing term. You know, you like lagers, but you like hops. Let's call it a India Pale Lager, but I don't think that term ever really caught on too too well. Yeah, uh, better just calling it a hoppy lager. Hoppy lager. <laughs> and the the artwork on this is pretty sweet too. It's uh, got the uh, like German kind of cuckoo, like green on green. That's the uh, if you actually look closely, it's a, a German hop cuckoo clock. <laughs> I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. That's awesome. Um, and these are coming out next week. If you listen, to uh, be out on the twentieth. Yep, right? they'll be out the week of the twentieth. They'll start hitting stores. Yeah, and you get some Furious, and you get some extra Citra in that pack as well. Um, how have the the variety packs been received by the consumers overall, Josh? Do you know? Um, really excellent. I mean, they're really nice, especially um, with rotating beers. It's like you still get the the staples, Furious, extra Citra, and like I said, Hell in most of them. Mm-hmm. So even when you're getting those, I mean, they're all you know, I think extremely that's, enjoyable, I think but then you get a new one. Yeah, I think you really got that going for you with the the variety pack. I know every once in a while I'll see variety packs, and I'm just like, oh, I want to try that new beer that's only available in the variety pack. Mm-hmm. But there's three other beers, and two of them just not not for me, right? You know, whether it's you know just the style I'm not into, or if they're trying to you know move a a beer that's maybe not as celebrated as some of their other beers. Um, you know, I think it can kind of play as a, as a detriment. But I mean, you guys have got surly. Uh, um, furious, and you've got, of course, your your extra citra in this variety pack. So I, you know, it's not like someone's gonna not like either one of those beers. Yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> if you're a hop person, if you love hops, I Get would highly, re- yeah, I would highly recommend <laughs> running out and getting this because both of those beers you need to try. And you know, we uh, we've been remiss, Drew. We uh, we didn't plug the fact we're going to be at the uh, the state fair coming up. Uh, 7 p.m. at the Horticulture Agriculture Building, right? Uh, both Fridays, uh, 7 p.m. We will be recording episodes. We will not be live this year, uh, as we have been in years past, but we will be recording episodes out there. And uh, we really hope to see you. It would be a lot of fun. Uh, we we always have a really good time. We love the people that come and hang out and uh, and, and hang with us, uh, especially after the show. Mm-hmm. Very, very good time. So yeah. looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah, we'll probably uh, make a little tour have a few beers right. after the show. Right, hang the out. Brewers Guild. Mm, yeah, we'll we'll be around. Building booth tent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We have call you, things at the fair. You, you, it's a building. It's a booth. No, or it's a, a building. No, or, you know, I don't know. Giant, Everything's it's a different. Giant concrete building. Everything's different out there. No. It's its own little world, and everything has unique names. 
<laughs> are there pronto pups nearby? That's all. Uh, I need there's to know. there's always a pronto pup nearby. Yeah, you're really never more than like twenty steps away from a pronto pup, which is good. Yeah, that's that, not bad. That many donuts. I mean, there's I'm not a mini donut. Guy. What? What? Oh, see, we've got. Oh, you know, I don't want a see, bucket Dave's, full of Dave's Dave's giving you don't, daggers. Don't tell Dave here. Dave's giving you daggers. <laughs> don't tell me that. And for the record, I'm a corn dog guy. <laughs> what? I'm a both guy. What? Corn I don't dog? care. I think I think the whole Ouch, fight between pronto pups and corn dogs is <laughs> you dumb because they're both delicious. You can get corn dogs anywhere, any day of the week. Where can you get a hot dog that's been dipped in wheat batter like a pronto pup? I I'll give you that, but. I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. Just that, extra, <laughs> that extra crispy crunch outside. Throw a little mustard on there. Keep your ketchup. And for the record, I have nothing against mini donut beer. Excellent. Mini donut beer <laughs> is good. The problem I have with mini donuts, and it's kind of the same problem I have with, with, with Martha's cookies, but the cookies aren't quite as bad, uh, is it's 98 degrees outside. Last thing I want is a bucket of warm dough. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the cookies. I've never been I've never been the, a cookie guy. Like if somebody walks past with a bucket that's overflowing and they say, I can't eat this, like everybody who has a bucket walks past and says there's too many cookies. It is. I'll take a half a cookie. Yeah, like I I'm like, good. I like a cookie. I don't need I don't need a bucket <laughs> would, the size of my head. I, I would just go stand out there and market. borrow one, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just you just stand near that booth and you'll get a bucket full of cookies as people just walk past going, Oh, it's, I can't get it closed. Have a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't mind a cookie. I do not want a bucket full of cookies. Not when it's ninety-eight <laughs> degrees outside. Well, you don't want a you don't want a cookie. But how about a uh, juicy Lulu Lucy hazy IPA? I'll take like four. You of those. definitely want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be one of your three specialty beers at the state fair. Um, tell us about that beer. Yeah, we have the juicy juicy Lulu Lucy. That's going to be featured uh, at Lulu's at the state fair, and it's just a you know, like we said, hazy IPA, yeah, very juicy. Thing. Nice. Where is? I don't think I've ever been to Lulu's. Have we been to Lulu's before, Drew? Uh, so, not like as I have been to Lulu's, but it was not with you. Sometimes the yeah. uh, the post show yeah. tours are on the state fair. Got, a little, it was, little it foggy. Was, it was a uh, well. A, now this will give you an excuse to go because you got to try it, right? Because I mean, it's it it's delicious. I just had one the other day, and it's very you know very juicy, very orange, um, juice forward. He's got the uh, the closer IPA as well. You guys have, have did the uh, was it the cut down yep. with uh, with Glenn before? Is yeah, that right? cut down was kind of a test batch. We uh, teamed up with uh, former Minnesota Twins All Star pitcher Glenn Perkins, um, and he came in and uh, brewed um, one of his homebrew recipes, and we scaled it up and did a thirty barrel batch of it, um, and it turned out fantastic. Uh, so I love that. we. Came up, yeah, we came up with the idea of like, hey, why not do another batch? Uh, it's going to be called the Cut Down IPA, and it's going to be featured at the Ballpark Cafe. I love the Ballpark Cafe. And you never know, Glenn Ballpark's Perkins great. might show up. Right? All right, no, look, if, you, if Glenn Perkins <laughs> is going to show I need you need to give me a heads up. <laughs> I will. I, I, I cannot confirm or deny that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a Glenn Perkins fanboy. It, it only makes sense to have that beer on at the yeah, Ballpark Cafe. We're all... Um, pleasantly surprised that beer is really really nice it's just a um more amber hued um ipa and you've also got the uh the gaelic dark and stormy i'm really uh, looking forward to this well. one that'll I be love, uh that'll love be how this one sounds yeah uh it's a golden ale brewed with bright lime and spicy ginger i love ginger yeah love lime i'm really that's one that i'm that's probably gonna be the first one i try yeah and that's available at algaro's yeah, I'm gonna get all St. Paul Staples. I'm gonna get all three. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm going Gaelic Dark and Stormy first, though. 
think that's my first destination. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, very fun show, and we appreciate all you people out there listening and downloading via the iHeartRadio app. Make sure to swing by any of the great restaurants that serve free house beer and thank them for sponsoring the Minnesota Beer Cast. And we will be back next week. All right, we'll be at the State Fair. We'll see you there 7 p.m. every Friday. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers. Should help me explain as a matter of fact, I like beer. He likes beer.